0: Hi guys and welcome back to Mummy Jojo Uncut Nojo Injection Episode 16 Welcome back guys I have a croaky voice I've had this cold for over a week now And Hubs just reminded me that I do have a half marathon next weekend And I'm fully intending to run it But I need to just, I don't know Hope for the best this week I would not physically be able to run it if it were this weekend. So I'm of the belief if I'm meant to be running it, I'll be feeling a lot better next week. So, yeah, it's great to be back. I turned 36 on Monday and I went to a restaurant that I hadn't been to in years. It's called Juliano's. if you're Edinburgh-based or you come. In fact, it was was a lot of Americans on Monday night. The place is pumping, jumping. And, um... They served me the most beautiful meal for my birthday, so I want to say thank you to them. Um, it was amazing. My mom and dad were there, I'm such a laugh with them. It was so nice to see the kids just in a place that uh, I have so many magical childhood memories. And um, yeah, I've been feeling a bit nostalgic this week, and also producing some content about some of the things I've really learnt this year because that's when we, you know, it's when we make mistakes or. Things happen that we really grow. And also when we meet incredible people, we really grow. It's so good for a mojo. And my favourite part of this podcast is the incredible people I get to meet. And often the best stories come, as always, from a place where people have struggled. And that gives them the passion to go on and do incredible things. And Danny... From the chachi power project is one of those people what can i say about this girl so danny gordon is the founder of the chachi power project and she is so so passionate about body positivity she's a huge voice in scotland for the whole body positive movement and she created the chachi power project in january 2017 because she was on a mission to improve people's body confidence Um, so she does workshops talks events and retreats and danny oh i've just been blown away by the discussion she always gives me a lot to think about since the moment the day i met her and we had brunch um Her work concentrates on creating a more supportive community to help people feel comfortable to share, which, you know, I'm huge on sharing is key Um, and to learn more about and discuss aspects of body image. And she's tackling issues which really affect people in society today. And I am quite, um, I'm quite full on with this one, I do ask a lot of tough questions, and it was because, not just for you as a listener, but for me, I'm, I'm raising kids here. I'm raising a daughter and a son, and I want them to grow up with confidence. My parents did a good job with me. I, I speak about this very openly in Chapter 5 of the book. They did a great job. I had a lot of um, comments as, as we do as we grow up, and they did just kind of bounce off me. She's a major supporter of the body positive movement, which encourages everyone to fully respect all body types, regardless of age, race, gender, ability, size, shape, or health status. And I know you're in for a treat this week, guys. So enjoy yourself. Sexy.
1: What do you have to do? One, two, one, two?
0: One, two. No, all good. It looks like we're rolling. So thank you for coming today. You are a source of inspiration to so many. You really are. And what you said earlier about changing the world, I believe you are doing that with your vision here. So keep at it, please. Thank you very much. Um, Certainly for my six-year-old daughter. I will be asking her to follow you when she's allowed a phone one day. Um, But yeah, amazing. So tell us your why.
1: Why I'm doing what I'm doing? Yeah, that would be amazing. So, It all kind of started by accident. I was kind of forced into it. <laughs> um i um I used to really struggle with my body image,
0: okay, like a lot of us do
1: yeah i I would say that was probably quite average mm-hmm. um what I recognize now was my body image was probably quite rubbish um quite bad, but what I realize now is everyone's is quite bad, yes um. And I don't think until you're out of it, until you've flipped how you see it, you don't recognize just how awful it is for everyone. Yeah. Um, so in 2016, I did I did some self-development courses. I went on them in the hopes to learn a little bit more about who I am and why I am the way I am and uh, what sort of why I do the things I do and my behaviors. And um, I told people I was doing them to be a nicer person and learn more about myself. Um, a lot of the underlying reasons was... I was wanting to try and figure out why I wasn't skinny and how to get skinny and, um, and I thought that maybe there was something in the courses that could unlock something where all of the diets and all of the exercise had not quite made it
0: uh-huh. can relate to that a lot <laughs> um,
1: so I went on these courses and I wanted to kind of flip how I I, I, I thought I would flip and unlock something mm-hmm. and, and I did and it wasn't what I expected. I, um, I thought that these were going to just like make me go, poof. I can like figure out all of these reasons why. And actually it altered the way that I viewed my life. Okay. I used to view my life like my body was my life and it was the way I was judged and the way I carried myself through the world and how I experienced things. And it was the limitations of my life. Um, and the courses that I did um, helped me realise that our lives are made up of these massive amount of things that make us who we are. What we say, what we do, what we create, mm-hmm. uh, what we give out to the world. Um, my life is made up of all of the people that I meet and who, who I will meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and my body is not my life. My body is a small but very integral part of my life. Yeah. Um, another major thing that the courses did help me r- stop being so preoccupied by what others thought of me.
0: Oh, yeah, that's such a good feeling when <laughs> oh my you God. can not care as much.
1: I know. And people said to me that that would actually come from... with age? Like, yeah,
0: I think it
2: does.
1: Well, I mean... I. I think it might have, mm-hmm. but I don't. I'm not so sure. For me, whether it would have completely gone the way, you know, like now, I don't think I give two craps what people think about me. It's Comes in some sometimes, you know, when you have like a difficult day or whatever. Yeah. But um, I, I the the, the courses I did they help you kind of recognize why you don't need to take on the thoughts of others because what they're experiencing is completely. different develop from all of their experiences that they've had in their life. So everything that they're seeing is through their own lens and you don't have to take that on board Mm -hmm. because it's got absolutely nothing to do with you. And because we live in quite a toxic world where people have been through some awful stuff or Uh been told stuff that's completely unrelated to you, no wonder they have a little bit of a messed up viewpoint. So if their if their viewpoint is negative Mm -hmm. and if it's something about you, then you don't have to take that on board because It's actually got nothing to do with you. Yeah. And I've heard this so many times throughout my life and I was like, Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. But I still didn't believe it. Like I still let it preoccupy my mind. And I don't know, maybe I just needed to hear it at that specific time.
2: Yeah.
1: It explained in that specific way and it made sense.
0: Was it this was it a speaker that was talking to you? Yeah, speakers, it was really?
1: like yeah, it was a it was like um it was like these really intensive weekend courses where <laughs> Um, kind of like the st- like the Tony Robbins style guy on stage talking to you, but it was like much much smaller, much more you know, hundred people in the room sort of thing, not three thousand. Mm-hmm. um And it just just the way it was explained and the exercise that you were doing and the way you were talking to your partner like throughout it throughout the weekend, maybe the intensity of the courses, mm-hmm. you know, you just you just got it. It just made much more sense than 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 normal. And um and those two sort of realizations, this sort of not letting others' thoughts impact me mm-hmm. and the alteration of the way I saw my body mm-hmm. were just like the most freeing things ever. It's
0: amazing. Yeah. So it was almost like you'd been enlightened.
1: Oh, it was It was my um, light bulb moment? Yeah. Definitely. get a
0: tattoo after that. That's the sort of thing I do.
1: <laughs> I know, we've just talked about that and I cannot stick to one idea for a tattoo yeah. because I flip-flop so much. <laughs> I... I probably, well, I'll mark it in some other way (laughs) that's not my body.
0: (laughs) No, I I think it's amazing.
1: Yeah, so, like, after I did those courses, like, I kind of came away and was like, holy crap, like, this is amazing. Like, Mm. this is like a weight lifted off my shoulders that I feel like I've not even noticed that I've been carrying around for so long. Yeah. And then I did, like, the third level of the course, which is not just a weekend course. It's over a period of, of a few months, and they require you to undertake a project. Right. And that's that's about to, when I met you. Was it uh-huh. You met and started for brunch? Yeah, I was still doing the project. Well, I've continued to do the project yeah. because it's only supposed to be a four or five month project, and I've ended up making it into a business because I loved it so much.
0: Amazing! It's the best businesses come from a story like that.
1: Uh, but I was forced to like start this project, and I was like, "Oh, what am I going to do?" Well, oh, I've had this thought, and I've see all these people in my circles, my community, like my friends, family, colleagues who go through these issues with their body it'd be really nice to help them alleviate something so I was going to run an event and I did in Edinburgh
2: and and you
1: came along to it and it was in May of 2017 and I raised some money for charity and it was so lovely I got some speakers up from London to talk about body positivity and kids body image and um and then I just continued it I didn't stop and now I've grown it and I run my own events and workshops and talks and run a retreat and amazing. it's been the best thing I've ever done. Oh, it's fun. I found my passion, which is really nice.
0: Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's funny because someone had said, well, you do mojo retreats and I thought, oh, I need to get you along as a speaker. Oh, um, I'll
1: happily do that.
0: Yeah, I, j- I just, and I can tell, and I, it sounds corny, but I do say this in the book, you can see in someone's eyes when they're kind of, they're living in their mojo and you do what you're meant to be doing. Like, yeah. sure that you're going to keep doing this and you're not going to lose that vision or that passion. What's funny
1: is, um, since I started the project and since I've been doing it, and I'm just, you know, it's one of those things where you wake up and you're like, I I can't wait to get to work. (laughs) I can't wait to go go and sit at my kitchen table and email people. Um, People say, oh, you're looking great. And automatically, the first compliment that people think to give is like well, what is different about her has she lost weight has she like done her hair and, and they're, so it's so strange they're like you know you know um,
0: happiness is gorgeous and
1: I and I you know it's so funny when they say have you lost weight and I'm like no I, I don't don't ask me that <laughs> Cause I run a body positive project and yeah. that's not something that I condone anymore yeah. but um it shines out of me
0: yes shines out of you it certainly Mm -hmm. does i am i'm I'm loving this i know so many others will be loving it and we're about to get quite controversial but you'll be good at that um i want to talk to you first about the word fat okay because it's a word that i've probably well a lot of us are scared of the word but um you know i've heard people use the word fat around bonnie and i've probably not reacted as body positive as i could um, saying oh don't say that word and probably making Bonnie have a fear of that word just because I think it's rude to call someone fat mm-hmm. but talk to me about you've kind of changed my perspective on the word fat um,
1: well I mean fat fat bodies and you know body positivity um, isn't just around fat bodies it's got a lot of um, publicity recently because it's it's kind of been picked up by um well body positivity has its roots in the fat acceptance movement Mm -hmm. so it's a major part of the body positive movement but body positivity is is about all marginalized bodies Mm -hmm. so that means queer bodies disabled bodies old bodies um different sizes shapes health status um and and colors Mm -hmm. um specifically we need to remember the roots of the body positive movement Mm -hmm. which is the fat acceptance movement because it's the reason that the current movement exists. Okay. Um, so fat is a major part of that movement, and um, the word "fat" is a loaded word. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are really scared of it. It has so many negative connotations. Um, it's normally the first insult that kids hear in school. It was definitely the first insult that I got called in school. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with being scared of the word mm-hmm. is that. If you don't like it being said around children, or if you don't ever, um, if you demonise it, mm-hmm. when your child inevitably is called it, because er, anyone gets called it because it's got such a sort of um, awful meaning. <laughs> Whether you're thin or tall or short, you'll get for some reason kids will call, call you fat because it's just a it's a bad word. You know, yes. it's known yes. as a bad word. Word to um, hurt people. Uh huh. You know. Um, when your kid calls it, it, it can be like it's the worst thing in the world. And being fat is not the worst thing in the world. Being fat is not means nothing about who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no line that is crossed where you are allowed to exist in the body that you have, mm-hmm. um, and and within the body positive movement, within the fat acceptance movement, there are fat people that have reclaimed that word. Mm-hmm. And they use it as the descriptor that it is. They are fat. They have fat bodies. That doesn't mean that you go around and you just, you, you know, you can call people fat because it's still so demonized mm-hmm. in this society that it's not it's not acceptable, acceptable to do so.
0: So if you were describing someone, I'd say, yeah, she's got blonde hair. She's fat. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I I couldn't those words couldn't come out of my mouth
1: yeah but and I, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't because um because if someone hears you that's you know if a, if a child hears you and then that it's still not acceptable within general society because it's so loaded uh-huh. but that is acceptable for people who are comfortable with that word who are who are fat yeah. they are allowed to use that word and if they are if i mean there's some um there's some fat activists in america mainly like the people that there's people i follow who i absolutely adore like virgie tovar and um, who i i would probably refer to her as she's a fat activist and she and and she would be comfortable with that because she refers to herself as that. But I'm not going to call someone in the street fat because they have not. They may not have accepted that they are fat, or they may not see the word in that way.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, using it around children, I wouldn't re- I wouldn't recommend it because you know if they take that into school, not everyone's in the same mindset.
2: Yeah.
1: But demonising it so harshly mm-hmm. is. Um, also has its problems so
0: how can i teach my kids to use the word fat appropriately what what can i say to bonnie if she comes home and says mommy someone called me fat what do you say to
1: her you can say that everyone has fat on their bodies and fat is a normal part of your body just like your bones and your muscles Mm -hmm. um and there are fat people in the world and that doesn't mean anything about them. And do we judge people? No, Um, and if they were trying to hurt your feelings, like why were they trying to hurt your feelings? Like, um, because commenting on someone's appearance isn't a very nice thing to do, is it? Mm -hmm. I'm not a mother. (laughs) I'd I'd like to just preface that Mm -hmm. with, I am not a mother. I don't know what it's like, the pressures on parents these days of how to like do the right thing all the bloomin' time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so many pitfalls. Yeah. But um I just I just feel like if you are building that word up so awfully in your head, there's a lot of places that ban the word fat, like like um changing rooms and I'm like, well, if someone's fat and goes in and they're allowed to call themselves fat if they want to, because that's that's fine. But um we all have a kind of a warped perspective of it these days.
0: What would you say to someone who doesn't, who has a fear of being fat to the point that perhaps they, they don't eat any of the foods they would like, or they, they exercise all the time?
1: Um, I'm I'm not I'm not a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to be one of those people. Um, I think that there's a huge amount of the population mm-hmm. that are, mm-hmm. um. Uh, in that situation mm-hmm. doing exercise for n- perhaps not the right reasons not
0: for their mental health but more
2: just yeah, for everything
1: yeah that. every where everything's connected to um to calories I had, I had an intern she was telling me about one of her friends who said that if she went to the gym, if she'd forgotten her Fitbit, mm-hmm. she was like, there was no point in going to the gym because mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been able to record it. And mm-hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? It's like, I couldn't, I didn't take my phone, I couldn't take a selfie of me in the gym, so I, what was the point in doing it? Mm-hmm. It's like, that is not the reasons that we do exercise. That is not the way, the reasons why we move our bodies. We move our bodies because we love them and we want to stretch them and move them and we know that it's good for them and we know that it's good for our heads yeah. and and the same with eating we know that we need to nourish our bodies and our minds and we need to eat and sometimes that means eating a piece of chocolate and sometimes that means eating a piece of broccoli mm-hmm. um but uh, I think maybe um, finding out more about diet culture Mm -hmm. and the body positive movement can be really useful for some people. Because we've internalised all of these messages about how our bodies and we are not good enough. But when you get into where those messages have come from externally...
0: Is it all the media? Can we blame the media for
2: all of it, or the people in
1: our life? You, you can blame the media, but um, because the people in your lives have been affected by the bigger things, also, Mm -hmm. Um, generally, the media is in the very, very root of it. You can probably blame capitalism. Mm -hmm. The best way to sell you a product is by telling you that your life isn't that great and that you should buy a product yeah and so that is then fueled by the media and diet culture is selling you a product thinking that it's giving you a piece of control Mm -hmm. like when we're not on diets and when we're not exercising we feel like we're out of control and we have loads of guilt around that
0: Mm -hmm. i felt like that after my all-inclusive holiday i I needed a holiday i I went for it i had seconds i mean the buffet was amazing (laughs) Uh, I had the cocktails and then I did feel sluggish uh, at the end and I thought I need to do some exercise here. I did feel a bit, well, not so much guilty because I needed the break and I deserved the break but I just felt a bit like my clothes didn't fit when I got home.
1: <laughs> well it's amazing how we give ourselves such a hard time. It's yeah. like look at what you did and what you needed and the break that you needed to take and what that was good for your head and your body and your family and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And, and also and And where is that where is that guilt getting you? like it's not serving you in any way, yeah, so today is a new day. Mm-hmm. what's your body telling you? What is your mind telling you? Okay, go forward from today mm-hmm.
0: um, the balance though so which i I find hard with body because I would like to think I was body positive when I was doing my bit this old chapter, which in the book chapter five, I believe is very body positive when I read it back, but if I was just you know or someone who was Obese, we use the word obese, um, and they were eating and eating and eating. Is that body positive? Because they were saying, I love myself, I love food, knowing that the doctors would say, Well, that's not good for your health and it's going to cut your life expectancy. Where's the
1: balance? Um, body positivity is about allowing people to exist. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, it's, it's not saying that anything is is right or wrong it's saying there is no line where you stop showing someone respect okay so anyone doing anything with their own body is their right they have it talks a lot about body autonomy so you have the right to do with your body as you see fit okay um and no one has the right to pass judgment on the way that you are living your life
0: so if Bonnie was to start really, really I mean, she's a foodie like me, which I love to see, but if she was to start eating, she would have thirds and fourths, and I would see the weight piling on and piling on, and the doctor said to me, you've got to do something, she's not healthy. Would the body positive movement say I would be wrong because it was her free will to keep eating those portions? That's what I struggle with, the balance.
1: I think as a parent, you have—you have you have the responsibility to make sure your daughter is looked after you have a duty of care mm-hmm. um and of course her health comes into that mm-hmm. um the problem with the problem with the medical industry can i say yeah, that I is it's like. also quite it's also quite fatphobic yeah and i've um i'm also part of the health at every size movement which means that you that you you treat the person as a whole, rather than a lot of people tend to um, have had experiences of going to the doctors and being told to lose weight when actually there's other reasons for why their body is experiencing pain or going through issues. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not to say that there's not correlations um, with certain diseases. But there's correlations with certain diseases and thin bodies also. Mm -hmm. Pretty much every disease affects thin and uh, larger bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's about taking a holistic view. Mm -hmm. So the body positive movement encourages people to love their body and have a more affirming attitude towards their bodies, mm-hmm. as well as the respecting other bodies. But it's a, there is a part of the body positive movement which encourages you to love your own body. Because when you love your own body, you're very much more likely to do it right by your body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I have this, I don't know, I have this sort of thought that the way things are just now with people feeling so much shame around their bodies and feeling bad about who they are and that they're not good enough, that is the reason that is causing all of this unhappiness around people's bodies. This is why we we have what is referred to as an obesity ep- epidemic or what why we have a, a rise in eating disorders and anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. It's because people are told that they are never good enough. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they can become disassociated from their bodies mm-hmm. and they start to abuse them they don't listen to them they don't respect it and I think if you are told that you are allowed to love your body and you are allowed to celebrate that body because it makes you who you are and it keeps you alive and it allows you to live this life that you are living then you're so much more likely to pay attention to what it needs and how it likes to be moved and how it likes to be nourished Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um yeah so I just I just it If you if you encourage people to feel shame, then all it's going to do is impact the way that they treat themselves. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you encourage people to love and appreciate their bodies, they're much more likely to have better mental health, Mm -hmm. probably better physical health Mm -hmm. and probably be just generally a nicer addition to society.
2: And
0: we need that because if you tuned into the press this morning about self-harm and the stats, every day there's a different stat and I just feel we need these communities. You know, I said on stories this morning, we need to keep spreading the good vibes when there's a lot of crap out there, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So body positive and body confidence, what would be the key difference between the two terms?
1: Well, body confidence is how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like your individual body confidence and how you feel about your body. And body positivity is a movement. Mm-hmm. so it's different from body they get mixed up a lot yeah i see it a lot on social media that people go i'm really body positive when they actually mean to say that they're body confident
2: okay.
1: body positivity is a movement okay. it encourages it, it it fights for the accept and respect of all marginalized bodies well it fights for the accept acceptance and respect of all bodies specifically marginalized bodies and those are queer bodies uh people of colour, mm-hmm. disabled bodies, um bodies of different size, shape, health status and age. Okay. Um so yeah, so the main difference is one is movement and one is how you feel about yourself. So it's it's quite important mm-hmm. to know the difference between them. Um can
0: anyone say I'm body positive then? Or do you have to, I mean, is there a course you have
1: to do? Well, if you're body positive, it means that you, um, you, no, 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 you not of course you have to do anything like that. But like, if you say that you're body positive, I would take that to mean, because I can say I'm body positive and that means that I'm I'm encouraging the respect of all body types yes. and, and I'm being respectful to my own body.
0: Right, okay.
1: So I would also say that I'm body confident because I've, worked a lot on my own body confidence to get to where I am now mm-hmm. um by doing certain steps. But I'm body confident and I'm also body positive. I would probably say I'm I'm a part of the body positive movement yeah. more.
0: I definitely think that and I mean all the work you're doing. Mm. You're like one of the leaders sort of <sighs>
1: A leader, <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> no. talk it
0: down. You, you definitely are. Uh-huh. Um, when I think of there's not
1: that industry. many people talking about it and in this line in scotland yeah, so it's really s- interesting being in in the area
0: yeah we need we need more of it up here agreed you. agreed have you had any cool kind of press people call you from down london we need to get you down on this morning or something like
1: that if you could put in a wee shout yeah that would be great this
0: morning <laughs> are you listening we'll tag you <laughs> or least would you go on this Women? oh my god i'd love to yeah i met a mrs andrea i was cooking lamb with her is she still on this Women? <laughs> andrea mccain i don't
2: have a tv i don't know
0: oh, she's um i don't, I don't watch enough to, we're too busy for mental health and body positive a <laughs> uh, message to us: like remember we cooked together last year can I uh, come and promote my book on the show uh, <laughs> maybe just um but anyway uh yeah i just think so the diet culture because i i in chapter 10 i write a to food as i was saying to you earlier but i i've had a funny relationship with food all my life i'm a foodie my mom said when i was a baby i ate all the vegetables i I tried it all and I loved it my brothers would turn our nose up Bonnie's going down that way too um, and I've I've had what I call wasps you know buzz in my head like some guys when I was younger oh get to the gym and lose a wee bit weight and this is when I was probably a size 12 10 to 12 mm-hmm. you know um, and I'd have a few well I mean in sizes you know, you'll probably have your own opinion when we speak about sizes sizes mean different things as well and um, but yeah, I had people saying to me, well, try and lose a wee bit weight and I would maybe go on a diet for a few days and I'd lose a stone and people would be like, you look amazing, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and then I would maybe gain a bit weight, especially the times I was the happiest because <laughs> I was just eating and not thinking. And then I had kids and put on loads of weight and um, started running just for my mental health and um, to fit back into some of my clothes. But I just, I feel like I've, Yo, like my relationship with food is yo-yoed over the years but speaking mm-hmm. to you it's, it's powerful what would you say to, what's, what's your thoughts on the diet culture what would you say to someone like yourself you know, who struggled with the diet culture as they grew up and they had these thoughts
1: we don't recognise how much of an impact diet culture has on us it is so all encompassing mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a part of a few Facebook groups and the amount of threads I see of like, what, what right, um, I need to lose a bit of weight what diet's everyone doing right now?
0: Do you comment on them? Yeah, I tend to. What do you say?
1: Diets don't work. Oh,
0: I love it. Well, they don't work.
1: No, 95% of diets fail. Yeah. Within the, with, there's stats from the Health at Every Size movement that within the year after dieting, you will put on a third to a half of people will put on all of the weight they lost. And within five years of that diet ending, you will have 95% of people will have gained the weight that they lost on that diet. Mm. The biggest predictor like this is weird to wrap your head around. But the biggest predictor of weight gain is if you have gone on a diet. Mm.
0: How screwed up is that? Yeah, that is screwed up.
1: Yeah, so um, diets don't work. Yeah,
0: they work for short term.
1: They, f- they, they work for short term. If you stick to it. <laughs> well, um, sometimes not. I even know. Um, but uh, the fu- yeah, my sister was saying recently that the funniest thing is when you see like, oh, um, Slimming World works every time. And it's like, oh, I think there's a flaw in that sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean every time? Like, yeah. that is not, it's just, and yo-yo dieting and yo-yo weight, mm-hmm. uh, having your weight co-fluctuate yeah. can be more dangerous than being perpetually overweight, perpetually underweight.
0: In which sense? There's healthy.
1: more health risks.
0: Okay. Do you know what they
1: are? It's in the health exercise movement. It's like it affects your heart. It affects. I don't know the list, but it's like really. It's at the beginning of the book. They talk about how yo-yo dieting can be more dangerous for you than being at a certain weight for a long, an elongated, a, a long period of time.
0: So people that, because we all we all know them, people that just stay the same weight no matter what. They have kids. They. On holiday, they just seem to always be the same weight. Have they got it right?
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but your your body naturally will fluctuate over time. You know, at at ten years old, um you go through a weight gain phase. Mm-hmm. Um during menopause, you will go through a weight gain phase if you're pregnant, all of those things. It's it's completely a natural part of of you growing as a human being, getting mm-hmm. older. Um, your body has a natural set point that if you if you undereat for a certain time you're if you it's like you notice that when you go on holiday if you've eaten loads on holiday it tends to be quite quick to come back off yeah. because your body's not used to being at that bigger size or or when you're on a diet if you go below your set point weight your body really wants to snap back to that that set point because that's why it's really difficult to like lose weight past a certain stage because mm-hmm. you your body, your metabolism is slowing down or your metabolism is speeding up depending on which side of your set point you're at. Mm. And um, generally we're just a little bit screwed up around food mm-hmm. because we have been taught so many different things by diet cultures. Like I've done focus groups and I was like, so does anyone have rules about food? Mm-hmm. And this woman just turned around and was like... I have thousands of rules about like not eating after seven o'clock, eating three meals a day, eating, you know, this is what my plate should look like. This is, I'm not allowed this. I need to eat this amount of this, you know, carbs are bad. All of those are rules, 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 like that have just seeped into our brain. And we don't even notice, you know, I used to do Weight Watchers for years and years and years. And I still at points see things, at points see things in
2: points (laughs) in the point
1: system and I'm just like I need to I need to break away from that because diet culture is very good at making you feel like you are in control Mm -hmm. and when you're not on a diet you're out of control Mm -hmm. and you're 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 going you're going crazy around food Mm -hmm. but actually diets take away your control they dictate to you how much you eat when you eat what you eat how you eat that's not you being in control Mm -hmm. that's the control being in someone else's hand that is the control being in a product's hand Mm -hmm. that has been sold to you thinking that it's going to make you happier Mm -hmm. when actually one of the things that is quite big in the body positive movement is intuitive eating a lot of people call it intuitive eating um, refer to intuitive eating Mm -hmm. and it was it was, there was a book written about it in the 1980s, I think, by these two women. And now there's lots of sort of different people like, um, who have well, mastered it and teach other people how to do it. It's also considered normal eating. There's a lot of people in this world, 80% of people have disordered eating. So that's when you overrate at times and you undereat, eat you're strict mm-hmm. or you binge or, um, you know, I still do that. I would say I'm a disorder eater. Give me a
0: Sunday roast, and I need to go. My brother David was over from Spain, and uh, he's just gone back, and he's the best cook in the world. And uh-huh. I can never just have one portion. I, mean, well, that's, I that's my intuition telling me mean, go for more. And <laughs> that well, I mean,
1: <laughs> part of intu- intuitive eating is about understanding that emotional eating can affect the way that you approach food, or. Um, enjoyment and joy Mm -hmm. food should be joyful but also being compassionate with yourself Mm -hmm. so like there are times when you will stray off but the problem with diet culture it makes you think that if you stray from the diet then you've then you should feel guilty Mm -hmm. you've fallen off the wagon or you're bad oh yeah when actually with intuitive eating it takes into consideration you're going to have days like that and what what's 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 happening now what's happening in your body right now and how do you move on from here because if you feel guilt around it it's just going to add to so much more like distress and yeah
0: I mean and as a foodie when I think of family gatherings and I was hypnotized just for research for the book and I kept saying the word balance and control of food um but what Iona said to me was she said I can tell food is not negative for you. You eat because it's happiness. It's Mm -hmm. associated from your childhood with happy family celebrations. Mm -hmm. Mum was brought up on rations so she would always talk quite openly how lucky we were to have all that food. We didn't have a lot of money growing up but we always ate well because mum made a lot of things from scratch but didn't cost a lot to cook. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I just love food Mm -hmm. and it's always a special time in family celebrations. So I kind of but I still, as you're saying hear these thoughts of guilt sometimes, oh, why did you do that? And I've, I've been teaching myself to not be feel guilty around it and just to enjoy those memories and those times when we're together and to enjoy Christmas. And if I wanna have a three course lunch and maybe some cheese later or whatever, I'll do it.
1: Um, it's about there's 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 many different facets of intuitive eating and I'm kind of just learning them and so I've started doing these dinners in Edinburgh and Glasgow to like try and introduce people and see what comes up for people around food because there's so many things that like you know behaviours that they've adopted from when they're a child and like these thoughts of like not being able to leave things on the plate and not wasting food or if there's money associated with spending money on food you, need to, you feel the you need to finish it mm-hmm. or feeling virtuous when you're restrained restricting yourself or um guilt around it so it is really fascinating what what comes up Mm -hmm. um say about mindful eating because you mentioned mindful eating and how you've tried to start doing that a little bit more so
0: what's the main difference between mindful eating and intuitive eating because mindful eating is something i've looked into and um, did a bit work with wagamama um I find it fascinating
1: yeah so intuitive eating encompasses mindful eating also but intuitive eating like talks about w- what sort of eater you are emotional eating um, the rules that we have around food whereas mindful eating is just about being present when you're eating mm-hmm. and trying to be tuned into what your body's trying to tell you right? and okay. the response that your body has to certain foods so yeah, that's exactly. also part of intuitive eating also we want to make sure that you're kind of doing right by your body because you love your body so like respecting it listening to it paying more attention you know so mindful eating is like put down the phone don't maybe actually chew each mouthful taste what you're actually tasting pay attention to the textures and the flavors that you actually like Mm -hmm. and the ones that you don't like also Mm -hmm. and um and and respect that yeah and respect the hunger level in your body Mm -hmm. um whereas intuitive eating just adds on a few more extra levels of like why you eat the way you do why do you go to food when you're when you're bored or um sad or Mm -hmm. um why do you restrict food why do we feel the need to you know restrict and deny our bodies food at times you know it's just it's just that extra sort of level and it's trying to get us a bit more in control around food yeah
0: because thinking back there'd be times with food so when I used to go away with work a lot and I would get the hotel room and that would be my entertainment what am I going to eat tonight so it was maybe it was I was bored right so I'll enjoy the food um but for me if I've had my heart broken uh like when Scott and I went on a break in 2009 I think I lost about half a stone that week because I didn't want to eat Mm. I when I'm sad I don't eat, mm-hmm. or if I'm really busy and stressed, my appetite is just not there. If I'm yeah. rushing around, I forget to eat. Um, but then when I'm my most happy, I probably eat or relax. I probably eat more.
1: Mm. It's just about being more in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm still learning, so mm-hmm. I don't know all of the ins and outs. But I think it's about um just trying to be more respectful of your body
0: so do you think it would be a healthy approach to say you know everyone's 80 20 80 20 um that's a rule yeah that's a diet so you wouldn't like that (laughs) but if if i was to say look i i'm gonna have a couple of days where i just really if i want those second portions even though my body doesn't need them I'm gonna allow myself because I'm doing that because it's for pleasure. I'm enjoying these flavors. I want to have another plate, even though my body probably doesn't really need it. And I would, I've, you know,
1: my friend, um, my friend, who's from Israel, was on this intuitive eating sort of course out there, and um. And she said it perfectly to me, like, which made me go, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. Because she, I, I, I reminded her about a time where I had, um, she'd come over for dinner and I'd fed her a plate of food and she hadn't eaten at all. And she'd said, I'll have some of it later. And I had reminded her of that. And she was like, oh, did I do that? And I said, yeah, yeah, you did that. And she was like, oh, I'm just so proud of myself when I respect my body. Mm-hmm and I was like I want to feel that I want to feel pride Mm -hmm. when I actually pay attention to what I need so like it's fine if you want to eat seconds but and sometimes you might get lost in the moment but I am trying to be more conscious of well what's that going to do am I going to feel good after this Mm -hmm. am I going to and I'm st- really still trying to get to grips with it. Like, it's I'm, hard. But it's so hard. We bi- live really busy lives and you, look, you you cook for like your kids and for other people all the time. And how can you run an inch- I don't understand how you can be an intuitive eater if you're on a restricted budget or if you are um, cooking for other people or if you're on the go all the time. I, I don't really know how you do that and how you navigate that. But... Any way you can get... It ma- it just makes a lot of sense uh-huh. when you learn about it. Yeah. And any way that I can try and be more respectful to my body, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and do it.
0: Yeah, I like it.
1: Because I like my body. Yeah. It's amazing. It helps me be me. So
0: Yeah. No, that's powerful. Really powerful. Um, I could talk about this all day, actually. <laughs> um, it's so interesting. It, it's so interesting. I'm still
1: learning everything as well. I could... I, you know i am not a specialist in any of this stuff i'm just fascinated and it's so interesting what comes up when you bring it up with people
0: it's so interesting and i just think from from what i'm taking we need to be kinder to ourselves nicer I it can be really hard, especially in the UK to accept compliments. You know, someone says, oh, you're looking great. Oh, I don't know. Just this old thing or I know <laughs> it's
1: such a British thing It really is. And I wish you could be all be American and be like, oh, fair.
0: <laughs> you're awesome. Like their confidence knows no bounds. It's, uh, it's glorious. Um, i i try every day to accept compliments or to give them freely or especially around the kids if they give me a compliment i will take it oh my
1: god my heart would just explode
0: oh it really yeah you just have to take it and never let them hear you speak negatively
1: oh yeah that's the biggest. that's one of the biggest things that um has an impact i, I from what I've I've done discussions around kids' body image, yeah. and um, I've been to some learning talks by children in Scotland, which is like they teach all of the teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest thing that they say is your kid will learn by mimicking its parents. The parents and the peer group are the biggest influencers on your child. Mm-hmm. But there's a stat I don't know where I got it from, and I reel it off every so often. That if your mother has a balanced attitude towards food mm-hmm. and a healthy respect for her own body then you are 70% more likely to as well wow. which makes you really you know and so there's 30% of outside influence but then what happens if your mother doesn't have that mm. your child is pretty much you know screwed <laughs> they don't have a chance mm-hmm. so it's very important that your child sees you even if you have it or not mm-hmm. being respectful to your body doing right by your body mm-hmm celebrating your body Mm -hmm. not being negative about your own body or other bodies Mm -hmm. because that is where they're learning it they're mimicking you
0: yeah it's being respectful and it's powerful and it may sound like common sense but it's not because it's crazy out there oh it's it's toxic we
1: don't even notice that we're doing it yeah yeah. we're being so negative about ourselves and we're being so negative about other people Mm -hmm. and because we're creatures of habit we don't even notice those negative thoughts are coming out of our mouths we don't even recognize them as negative Mm -hmm. it's it takes a lot to recognize it first of all and then to stop it
0: I see that when I started judging people less my mojo was just so much better and brighter and and that's all body shapes all but you know what someone wears if they've got a tattoo all these things mm-hmm. it was just accepting everyone and not saying oh someone's shallow because they've got a six pack and they wear stunning clothes or saying that someone's low class for having a tattoo or, or just you know making these presumptions and, and judging people it's just accepting people for the strengths and and not you're still going to hear thoughts in your head though aren't you you're still going to have these negative thoughts yeah but
1: the way it, what what happened to me is so like the bad putting a bad juju out into the world and is, is just what, what does that do what, what is who is that helping in any way no one you don't know what seed you're planting in people's heads mm-hmm. when they hear you say negative things about certain body types mm-hmm. you know it it, it restricts what they can be in the world, whether that's a child or a friend or anyone, Mm -hmm. um, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I did was in January 2017, I decided to never say a negative thing about my own body ever again. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, that's, you know, some. When I, f- I was having a discussion with my friend and she had sa- she said that, she said, I'm, you know, we were discussing boob size and I was like, oh, well, you get to wear all the nice lacy bras and I don't get to wear them. I've got to wear the big sort of like underwire, you know?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: And she was like, well, I'm not going to say anything negative about my body. And I was like, that's not possible. Like, no way. And then I was like, hold on. Well, why isn't that possible? I'm in control of what comes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I, I get to say what comes out of my mouth. So... I decided to do that. I said, no, I'm not going to say anything negative. And honestly, it still used to come into my head, mm-hmm. but it didn't come out my mouth. Mm-hmm. But because I wasn't giving it any energy and because I wasn't verbalizing it and I wasn't adding to negative conversations, mm-hmm. it stops coming up. It stops coming into your head. Wow. I look in the mirror now every morning and I'm like, gosh, you look good. You look great. Your hair looks great. Look at your bibs. Look at your tummy. Look- wonderful like wow. how lovely to have that mindset rather than oh my skin oh, my, oh whatever it is that that is you know affecting you that day because it'll always be, something There'll unless, always be something unless
0: you change it change it so we have the power to control our thoughts yeah but we just need reminded we need to follow people like yourself yes and um, who can remind us yeah. when we hear those critical thoughts in our heads. Um, and and just keep sticking
1: together yeah that um that's one of the main things I tell people you know um curate what media you're taking in whether social media or magazines or tv or film Mm -hmm. make sure that you are filling your feed with all different body types different disabilities different sizes shapes um colors um Alter your perspective of the world. Yeah. Because when you allow other people to exist and you allow all of those different body types and you expect to see those different body types, actually it can help you personally. You allow yourself to exist yeah. more in this world.
0: Yeah. And we're all magic in our own ways. And don't put people on pedestals. <laughs> whatever. you know. Whatever. I'm quite bad for that. <laughs> <laughs> It's easy to do, it's easy to do, um, but
1: it's not good for the mojo. No. <laughs> everyone is beautiful and everyone deserves respect.
0: beautiful. I think that we should sing. Um, I'm not going to sing. Don't make me sing. Uh, well, I can sing a song for you. You sing a song. <laughs> what song would you like to hear? How will we play this out? Have you got a favourite? You did tell me a couple. Did I? Yeah. Have you got a song in your mind that would be
1: appropriate for our discussion? Um, oh I did I did, did I mention I, I messaged you and said that I loved This Is The First Day Of Your Life oh well this is I the love first the
0: lyrics of, I don't know if I know how to sing the song but I would like to get up and
1: see I'm it. not going to <laughs> well we could it. just Well, let's get it up and see I I follow my mother's side of the family
2: are.
1: such an um, acoustic version it's lovely why is this your favourite song tell us all I remember listening to. Um, I was traveling one time and it came on on my iPod in this bus, and I think I was just in a bit of an emotional state. And I was like going through beautiful scenery in some Southeast Asian country somewhere. And it was just the, the first lyrics are This is the first day of your life.
2: Beautiful lyrics.
1: Um, and it's a bit of a love song, but it's. It's just perfect for um, if you're feeling really, like, emotive and, like, want to be happy and start afresh, it's just a great it's a great one for that.
0: I right. my voice, guys. Just to meet me in the morning And I thought it was strange you said but changed You felt as if you just woke up these lyrics are killing me they're so beautiful <laughs> this is the first day of my life oh man <laughs> I'm glad I didn't die before I met you tears in my eyes but now I don't care I could go anywhere you, and I'd probably be happy so if you want to be with me Things I'm telling, we just have to wait and see. But I'd rather be working for a paycheck, waiting to win the water. Besides, maybe this time is different. I mean, I really think you are
2: like me.
0: Danny, I'm hooked. What a beautiful song! Thank you for introducing it to me properly and thank you to everyone who's tuned in please follow danny at the chachi power project and i'll put the links in bio and across social media thank you so much guys
2: you may have lost your mojo but it's okay cause i have lost mine too have you lost your mojo it's okay cause i am here with Cause I got issues, you got them too So let's be honest here, I think we all do Bask in the glory of all the problems Cause we need to love more, judge less, so we solve them I got issues Sometimes we just need someone to talk to